We have to be ready. You, me, the others. There's an attack coming from far away. Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. The others, where are they? Hello, and welcome back to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. For $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter Substandard30 when you subscribe. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you that The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look at our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Many of you have. Yes. <coughs> You're really coming through for us. For one reason or another. Is that right, no. Sonny? Apparently, Jonah Goldberg, uh, on his little podcast, attacked us the other day. I wouldn't know because I don't listen to any other podcasts, but uh, uh, and in response, the reviews have come flooding in, and we're very happy to have all of you. Uh, uh, listeners and reviewers, please. We need that sort of positive <coughs> reinforcement. Thank you. Yeah, get him in quick because, <laughs> you know, never know when this is all coming to an end. That's oh, I know. I know when it's all coming to an end. <laughs> you're Jan- like you're January like, 1, 2018. Who can say? He's <clears throat> like Nicolas Cage in Knowing, <laughs> which I've been able to watch in pieces on YouTube. I actually and it like looks that movie. awful. I actually like that movie really? a lot. It's by the guy who made... Um, <laughs> it's by the guy who made Dark City, Alex uh, Proyas, uh-huh. um, and it's actually like a kind of interesting biblical thriller. It's like it's 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 literally about the Bible, but it's so depressing. Well, yeah, as they say, the earth will be destroyed by fire, but it seems so depressing. Well, I, I don't. The know whole earth you. gets lit up. Yeah, well, we probably have it coming. So I like I can't be too upset about it. That's a it. good point. We do have it coming. Uh, JVL, how are you? Or do you want me to go to Sunny first? You look uh, like you're in the middle of efforting something. No, I, I don't want to talk about how I am. I, okay. I feel like this takes up too much of the show. We should like do two people talking about how they are, not three. I think three is too much time. And I'm much more interested in hearing about shop class ah. and Sunny. <laughs> Wow. I thought we were trying to make this an extra long Thanksgiving episode. No, we'll uh, but, be able to. Uh, okay. We've got a lot of like okay. actual content. I, and I have no content for Justice Ever League. since okay. you texted us the picture, oh, the picture. I sent you of a picture. the doctor. Yeah. The doctor is in. Yeah, he is. At and the bandsaw? At the bandsaw. And well, he was he had his own projects going on. So he sort of, oh, I'll talk about this in a second. But um, he, uh, he sort of glommed on to the class and then of course became the big star of the class and then got to do whatever he wanted to do so everyone's doing bird feeder and he's like okay we're done with that immediately fixed and then I need to work on other things and so he brought his let's own, build a hoopah he, he brought his own wood with him that and he had king bought size bed and doing stuff and he now was, a French farmhouse was, dining room table he was, he was doing a lot of stuff um, is that a Owen Wilson reference yes it is oh, very good uh, but we can get to wood shop in a second uh, Sonny how are you now that you just popped? Well, I'm, just, I'm just eating Skittles, Skittles, Skittles now just because Skittles. how is that? Where did you get the Skittles from? Number one, I love Skittles. I'm gonna throw that out there. Uh, I want to thank JBL for doing a impromptu ca- candy draft before this episode that was started. Very exciting. Um, my weekend was fine. I, I mean, yeah. it was. I, I, I didn't really. Not it's weird. Point. I mean, I'm in the middle of uh, movie screener season, so like as a critic, I get. Like a hundred movies at the end of the year, and I have to kind of pick and choose what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So this weekend I watched uh, uh, first. They killed my father. The story of the Cambodian genocide, directed by Angelina Jolie, ah. who directed it very well for an actress. 
um, or actor people. Long time, <laughs> long time, <laughs> long time listeners of the show will remember this this argument. Is uh, she growing as a director? I think she actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a serious question. I'm not trying to be yeah, a smart yeah. ass. No. Um, I, I uh, as I said on Twitter, I actually like cannot believe that sh- the same person directed both Unbroken, which is like totally pedestrian and kind of dull, actually, and this movie, which is actually like gripping and kind of impressionistic and and um, uh, just a very a, a, a very kind of enthralling look at life in the midst of upheaval and and and. Uh, you know, are, are there, death so and does this mean that there are no big names in the movie? No, se? it's all, it's all. I, I think it's all Cambodian wow. actors. So she tried to be faithful to sort of, you know, a story that takes place in Cambodia with Cambodians. Yeah, during mm-hmm. the, so the movie follows mm-hmm. the rise of the Khmer Rouge. And, ah, um, that's depressing. And it's, I mean, it's it is depressing. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what sucked was living under the Khmer Rouge. Yeah, I was gonna say. Anyone uh, with eyeglasses. You what else did you? There. What else did you watch? I also watched the Meyerowitz stories, the new Bo- Noah Baumbach movie. Uh, was that on is, Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. These are both Netflix movies. Did you uh, like it? It's okay. I'm not really a big Baumbach fan, to be honest. Uh, but I, Adam Sandler's very good in it. Doing he's he's doing kind of a toned down version of his like crazy normal guy shtick, which is which is his punch his drunk love. No, but like punch drunk love is a very different stylized version of that uh, where he's playing like kind of an autistic, you know, uh, and this guy is just mm-hmm. kind of a schlub, but it's funny. I'd never thought of that as that character is being spectrum but that's exactly no, he's, right. It, he, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what it's a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, great, it's a good call. Thank you. This is why you're one of America's best film critics. And in fact, on rotten tomatoes, also rotten what? tomatoes what certified. Happen? Rotten Tomatoes certified. Is that recent? This is a real question. What did you have to do to get certified by Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> was there uh, a, so, an inspection? So when I was at when I was at interview? the Washington, this uh, this was actually so this is my this is like a glimpse into my awful vanity. When I was <laughs> oh do tell when I was at when oh, I was at gonna be good. when I was at the Washington Times, I wanted to be on Rotten Tomatoes because I wanted like the Washington Times to be a like certified outlet. I wanted like mainstream credibility for this, you know. This this minor metropolitan newspaper that I worked for, and uh, uh, I was like looking at the thing, and there's like an and there's like a a process that you can go through where you can like submit your credentials and blah blah blah, and it, it probably would have been fine anyway because they were accepting just about anybody who worked at like a mainstream outlet. But the the shortcut was to join an accredited film critics association, and the Washington Area Film Critics Association is I mean it, like they just take all the Washington film critics. So I first I became a member of Wafka. Once I had the Wafka card in hand, I went to Rotten Tomatoes and I said, "See, I have credibility." And they let me right in. So this is a serious question. I used to back when I was doing movie reviews, go to all these press screenings and I would always always see the Wafka guys there. Mm. And they essentially looked like a group of 12 clones of the comic book guy from the <laughs> Simpsons and they looked like and this is a this is a superficial I'm, I'm sure they're all lovely human beings mm. and fun to be around and great husbands wives sons and daughters mm. but I would sit there in my corner at like the MPAA theater watching them all talk to each other and I would want to bash them all in the head with a baseball bat it, uh... they were so smug and insufferable, but only in their world. Outside of their world, they're completely powerless. Right, but when no, you're in exactly. their world, oh, and I just you're at sat the mercy. There staring at them and thinking, yeah. who would want 
to be you know, part. Are I they? Am, not, I am still a member of the Washington Area Film Critics Association. But are they? Are they actually nice people? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're everyone. Maybe we should talk about this offline. Yeah, everyone is extremely nice and. Uh, yeah. Do you banter with their, their movies, or do you sit by yourself and? I have my own group of friends that I sit with at these things. Usually, some of whom are in Wafka, some of whom are not. But That's I mean, they're you know, good folks. Who do you do you hang out with? Arch Campbell. Arch Campbell's often at the screenings. Uh-huh. He's uh, we we see Love each other. I, I mean, I don't think he would. I'm sure Arch Campbell does not know my name, but he would probably recognize me yes. if yes. I saw him at a urinal in a theater. <laughs> so. Recognize your face? No comment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and now Sonny's going to Sonny's going to Idaho senator. Oh, <laughs> uh, crepe. No, I don't. I want to get. Might get the wrong wrong name. Uh, no, it wasn't crepe. It, it was. Um, no, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Was he Idaho? You know, it was uh, the wide stall. It's wide stall. What is that guy's oh, name? going to tell us. Uh, that'll be for next time. Um, oh, next for show notes, episode <laughs> corrections. Yes, exactly. But I don't. I was going to say Arch Campbell seeing you at the. Uh, bathroom does he say and then he's gonna wash his hands next does he say that and then blinks his eyes a lot sonny he still wears the hat doesn't he i'm not dignifying that with a response <laughs> okay no all lovely people i'm sure but you know what you yeah, know lovely, lovely i did notice i did notice sonny that you have uh, you've been getting a lot of screeners at the office and i can't wait to go through them yeah that's not happening this year do well, they send I, in blu-ray or dvd year. dvd mm. They expect people to watch low definition. Well, this is so. This is why I actually. So it's very funny. Netflix actually sends DVDs that are in a lower definition than what I can stream from their streaming service. And I just, I like, I so I just stream them. But it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's very Mm -hmm. annoying. Is this to cut down on piracy? Do they send you intentionally low definition versions so that you don't? That might be part of it, but I, I think. The I mean, film critics are utterly amoral when it comes to like leaking and selling those things. I don't think that that's true exactly. I think most of them do, a, or at least like the ones that you know. I'm sorry, I don't mean this finger film critics, but the people who are sent to these things by the studios. Well, before Harvey Weinstein, remember before Harvey before Harvey Weinstein, the only person who was kicked out of the uh, MPAA was somebody who had who had sold yes. screeners. It was like the mm-hmm. one person who was ever been who had ever been expelled from the MPAA before Harvey Weinstein was a was a screener seller. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. You guys want to attack any more of my friends while we're <laughs> while we're while we're doing this? <laughs> you don't have actual friends. Any more of the people I see on a regular basis? Yeah. Look, they're not listening to this podcast. They're all listening to the Remnant. Mm-hmm. Vic, tell hey. me yes, all I ju- about Hello, JVL. Tell me all about well, what I thought we already talked about friggin' Woodshop. Are we people Are you love done? Woodshop? No, this is the last class. This was the last class. Do you have a picture? Did you you didn't bring I did. the birdhouse? Uh, no, it's outside, and the squirrels love it. Uh, we did the the last thing there's we a had. Mirrored ceiling for mommy and daddy squirrel. To, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> with the bird the bird feeder mirror ceiling. Yes. Um, so they wanted to put dowels uh, to connect the, you know for the roof to fit the roof, but of course, uh, Doctor Bob uh, Dwyer said that he thinks over time. It's going to either get stuck or Dowel it's going to get loose. Dowel talk. Because, you know, the weather and heat and expansion and cold and everything, and then it'll just, you know, how, how that happens. And so uh, his thought was uh, a hook and eye. And so he wanted to drill up do a hook and eye job on it. Uh, and so he brought those in. And uh, I and uh, Michael and I actually did that for him. He just showed me. Okay, mark it here, drill in there, and then do it. And so I just did what he told me to do. And it amazingly fit. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, and so that was that was the end of that. And uh, um, uh, Arthur, the instructor, actually, you know, he had said uh, that I had made great progress 
over the course from great did you, progress. Did you get the improvement ribbon? Yeah, well, you know, he said most improved, most improved from uh, starting off at the level of baby and then finishing at about a 10 year old uh, level. So that was really exciting. But he said, he goes, he jokingly said it was all pass fail, but everybody passed. And he said he'd like to have me again. And in January, there's actually a woodworking fundamentals uh, course. Um, mm. And I think the final product is just going to be a cutting board. But you're, you're going to be working <laughs> with, but a really, a really good, a really good a cutting board holder. Very, and now, yeah, that's the final product after ten weeks. But, um, but you're, we're going to be working with large pieces of wood this time, and then, um, and I think you're going to be doing some uh, hand tools. Wait, uh, you're going to be making a butcher block? Yeah, apparently. That's what they said. But we'll see what it is. I don't know. I'd like to do it That's in January. Interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. So there was that. But more important. A lot of vices. <laughs> Right, Probably again, it's going to be a lot more hand tools, so Glues, that's going to be finishing. Are they going to do finishing too? Because the finishing is yeah, very important. Definitely, especially if you're going to put food on it. Yeah, and things you're going to have to do all that stuff. Hey, Sonny, how are you over there? <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, uh, where oh was I wish Live you had that? saved that for for Facebook Live. Hey, Save it for the Facebook. Here's something that Sonny's going to love even better than that, which is I also wanted to mention that last Wednesday, one of the highlights of my life, I was a judge for the World Whiskies Awards. Sonny is silent, shaking his oh, head. Oh, it's more free advertising. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you're no. monetizing the show, no, I'm Vic. not. Uh, Tell me all actually, about it. Actually, all the whiskeys were unnamed. Was it at the Wild Duck? It was not. No, the Blue Duck Tavern, a wonderful <laughs> one Michelin-starred restaurant at the Park Hyatt on M Street. No, this was at the Jack Rose Saloon. Uh, and we judged from 10.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon. We went through. I went through about 30 glasses. How uh, blitzed were you by the end? Not at all. I was extremely bloated, though. I drank so much water. Did you have to spit? You could, but I kept on forgetting to. And uh, <laughs> so what I did is I took small sips. Sorry. That's what she said. I actually, can I just interject? Right. Yes, that sorry, I, please. I, I, Hello. I don't like the spitting in the in the no, tasting. I, 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 because, that's right. That's because right. I think that when you do that, you really lose out on all the flavors you get at the back of the tongue. There's actually a lot of flavor yeah, yeah. back there. Yeah. You got a lot of taste buds. You do with different different receptors. That's I I think it's I think it's trash. Okay, you are spitting. Anti spitting. Swallow. You are leading. I Vic- always swallow. I never spit. You are leading victory now into dangerous I'm, ground. Look what I'm doing. I'm actually waving my. I'm getting a case of Gene? the vapors. I'm getting a case of the vapors. Uh, so uh, what they did was there was about twelve judges or so, and they broke us up into different tables. And uh, so we're in tables of three or four judges, and each of us is given different categories. There are so many different categories for American whiskey. Uh, so my categories were two categories of rye, uh, unaged, and the 12 and under set. I'm not a big of 12, I'm not a big fan of 12 and under. I just want to be, for the record. That shocks me. Uh, yes. Okay, let's move on. Uh, then there was corn uh, and uh, malt, three grain and uh, wheat whiskey. You would not think, I would not go out of my way to say, oh, I want a wheat whiskey, but they were the most surprisingly the delicious. Oh, weeded, weeded bourbons are the best, by and far. the three grain, I did not like at all. My big concern was being completely off from the other judges, and then be outed as a novice, you know? Oh, so you just made your decisions not based on your actual intuitions and analysis, but on what you thought the other people next no, to you would say? No, 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 I would just take a chance. I'd take a chance. So I'd say, like, okay, going through these, oh, I really like this. I hope they like it, too. I, You know, wow, I just, mm. And then I would come across one, and i say, oh, there's something wrong with this, or it just I just don't like it. And then later on, we'll have a discussion, and we'll take turns. Okay, okay, why don't you take this round, okay? And I'll say, okay. Number six, I think I didn't really like. And they'll say, yeah, me too, and me too. It's like, oh, thank God. The only difference is in the descriptions, because they'll be talking about hints of creme anglaise and vanilla. Um, vanilla, right? Oh, oh, what was the other one? Um, um, uh, saddle leather is one. Hmm. Burnt caramelized sugar. And, you know, my descriptions are like spicy, 
hot heat burn, you know. But you also had the score. Uh, and that's where I was really most amazed because I'd be like, I really, my big fear yeah, is like, he, I'll say one and they'll say 10, you know? Scale what, one to 10? One to 10, 10 being outstanding and one being don't drink this. <laughs> Were you the East German judge? Well, I don't know. So I, I was in church. So I said, oh, I really like this. I gave it an 8.8. And then the other judge who was like, you know, uh, a distiller, an actual distiller, and he'll be like, oh, I gave it an 8.9. I'm like, yes. You know, so I was glad that there were all these consistencies. We ate uh, Kristen, crack. We took- Kristen Sultis-Anderson can tell us about uh, oh. what is what is this the, is clearly what's clustering. No, it's yeah, clustering. This is I mean, this is this is like the, the you know, so he didn't actually have that. No, no but he wrote it down. We all wrote down our stuff ahead of time. I could see they're yeah, all written down. Oh, I, I had it. I had oh, the same no, thing no, as no, you. No, 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 no. We all had this sheets of paper. Do. They look we around all, everybody else. Oh, they have Missouri no, 15. No, 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 no. That's not true. We all wrote down our stuff ahead of time, and then we read what we wrote down. Just remember, this is, this is, remember people out there who Clustering. are listening to this show and who are trying to decide which of the substandard <laughs> guests they want to come and judge their whiskeys. This is Vic talking. <laughs> this is Vic talking, not Sonny, who actually knows there, things. There were a lot of, there were actually. What uh, qualified you to, to be a, this judge? I'm not, I don't, I'm not asking this to be a smart ass. Oh, yes. yes wrote, because you are a vodka guy. He literally wrote the book on vodka, which means he can vodka, talk about anything. Anything, that's exactly right. All spirits. Ridiculous. But I've written a lot about whiskeys. I just wrote about rye whiskey uh, over the weekend. Uh, and so I've been following that. The more I say I. I mean, I've written a lot about tennis, but I don't get invited to go play Wimbledon. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, anyway, but uh, no, Frank Coleman from Distilled Spirits Council recommended me. Oh, yeah. oh, so that's how it is. I see. <laughs> and I said I'd love to. As you know, I drink a lot of brown spirits. Uh, and anyway, ate a lot of crackers uh, in between as well. And I wondered at some point if there is a cracker competition and they're just actually, you know, taking breaks with bourbon because it was like the reverse of that. It was sort of a deep thought. So the point is this. The point is um, we selected finals. There were tiebreakers. Um, there was an, um, two really amazing bourbons in a tiebreaker that you would have loved. One was like your classic traditional bourbon. You could almost fool me and say it's a scotch. You know what I mean? That good. And the other one was like grass and herbal, and it was amazing. And I'd never had anything like it. And I, it, <laughs> hello, Sonny. <laughs> Please tell me what's going through your mind right now. Penny you'll for your n- thoughts. You'll never Santino. have it because I'm sure it was really expensive. Uh, my my favorite thing right now was Victor saying, this bourbon was so good, I thought it was a different kind of spirit. <laughs> well, it was in the single malt category. So. Do you think he shouldn't have been judging? Oh, how dare you? Anyway, no the point was, I got fairly similar scores, not always with the other judges. Uh, our choices then get sent to London, and in February... Uh, by- Price Waterhouse Cooper. Yeah, I assume there's Coopers. a guy carrying a metal briefcase. Uh, yes, that is at, handcuffed to his wrist. Yes, and he goes immediately from like the the hotel to the, the Dulles to. Airport. It's that to good. get on the first Concorde ride to fly right. across and drop. That's right. And I have it. Were all I these, have it right here. We couldn't. T- I didn't take pictures of all the. There are all these unnamed bottles. But uh, anyway, so there was. This was the only competition going on in the United States for this for the American whiskeys. There was one going on in Toronto for the Canadian category and one in Tokyo for the Japanese. And it goes into London. Uh, so our job was really to represent. The most important thing is. Again, thinking about the consumer, you know, Sonny, you think about the consumer and think, is this something they'd like to drink? And I had to make that decision. Um, and, you know, finding the best American whiskey to compete. Um, can an American whiskey win in London? I don't know. We'll see if there's any justice. Speaking of justice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. I like to think of 
some distiller down in what's a state where they do distilling? Kentucky, Kentucky. sure. Virginia, who has spent his entire life, his dream always was to be he's a kind whiskey of, distiller. He's kind of hunchbacked. He's got like a crooked <laughs> eye, and like a he's got like a straw boater on. <laughs> Suffered tremendous misfortune as a child. All he's ever wanted to do was distill. He's created the perfect, perfect brown whiskey. spirit, mm-hmm. and the entire fate of his existence right here is on you. Right here. But I'll tell that's you. Great. Thank you. <laughs> yes. This that's is right. why I always tell writers you may never, ever, ever allow your sense of self to be tied to anything beyond your control. Yes. Because Smart. you have no idea who or why or how you're going to be evaluated by the rest of the world. Sonny, <laughs> you really look I've never seen you this upset. Yeah, he didn't want to discuss it at work. He was very quiet. No, it's it's fine. It's I mean it just is a reminder that everything is garbage. I, lo- so. I look forward to next week's competition when I'll do the whatever. What? No, I'm just kidding. You're doing- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to see Sonny's reaction. I believe his heart stopped. I believe his heart stopped. What I'm, going, I'm, fi- I'm going to Tokyo for the Japanese whiskey competition mm-hmm. tonight, but I'll be thinking of you. Yeah, t- hey, take a week really? off work. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God. That's no. good shtick. Okay. Well, pretend that we didn't get that interruption, and I said we'll see speaking if there's of any justice. justice. Speaking of justice. Over the weekend, Justice League was at the technically at the top of the box office with ninety four ninety six million dollars, followed by Wonder with twenty seven million. What is Wonder? Uh, Wonder. That's a uh, uh, like big with the religious set. It's uh, it's about no, no. a it's about a kid who has it's, it's a it's a young adult stuff. No, no. This, this is, is they, there kids. were tons of tons of church group group sales. Really? Because yeah, my yeah. kids have just. Have just read the book yeah. together. Well, and I mean, there's a, also this a is a kids' book. This yeah. is not a. There's nothing in this book. Which, there's literally nothing in this book. I'm pretty which sure is religious. Is, I, is now it, the movie may have found an audience with those I, people. Well, right. Not, I mean, I don't think it is right. I don't. I, this is. I'm not saying that it is a like God. You know, God. God wins movie or whatever. Or what are what are the God's Not Dead? It's not one of the God's Not Dead movies or anything like that. But it it, it got huge presale numbers. The three with, people you meet funny. in heaven. Uh, or something like that. No, I mean, because the, the, what the book is about is it is about uh, basically empathy. So the book tells the same story from the point of view of three different characters, huh. one of whom is a disabled, horribly disfigured kid, another of whom is a kid who sort of teases him and bullies him at school, and another is from a kid who tries to be his friend at school. And it's it's sort of, it's very, it's actually... One of the hallmarks of psychological development of children is the ability to see the world outside of themselves because all children are born narcissists. Mm. And so this is it is the book is an exercise in trying to build that and stretch those muscles for kids. And so it's yeah. actually kind of huh. good yeah, in yeah, that yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, I, I will never see this movie because it no, looks no, like it would make not. me yeah. cry. This is like, this is not a uh, this is not, a not near this is not a near death experience movie though. It's not it's not mm-hmm. one of those. No, nothing like, like that. that. Okay. Nothing okay. like that. I don't know how the movie is. I'm just speaking to the book. And in third place was Thor Ragnarok with twenty one million. Uh, so what's going on here with the numbers? It, it, it fell short of expectations, yes, for Justice League. Oh, yes. yeah. What were yeah. they expecting? This is. What do you think they were expecting? Well, they were hoping, hoping for, for hoping like for. 165. I, I they were say, not preparing for that, but I'm saying well, when this movie I would was say, conceived of. Right, right, right. I would say back you know, two years ago when this movie starts production, they're hoping for a $150 to $175 million opening. In the range of like a, a Suicide Squad or something like that, which opened the to, Avengers. I mean, they or the Avengers to be or, a top right. five movie grossing movie all time. Yeah, uh, and they spent three hundred million dollars on it. Ooh. Apparently, somehow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how because you yeah. don't see it. You don't see it on the screen. That's for sure. 
Uh, and it's only down from here, 96 or 94 million. 96 Next week million. It's going to be lower. It, it will drop 65% it will week dro- over week. I, if it will be lucky to get to 225. Wow. I would say. Now, Domestic. This, this is a catastrophe the likes of which... I mean, everybody fixates on the actual bombs. You know, the, the John Carter of Mars mm. is the... Uh, John Carter of Mars. Yeah. John Carter of Mars with Lone the King Ranger. Arthur, right, the Lone Ranger. I would argue that this is a bigger bomb because it is one thing for a movie which you are hoping to become a tentpole franchise to not pan out. To have a movie like this, which is supposed to be the springboard from an existing series of IP to take the entire universe into the next level financially, not work out like this, suggests enormous danger for a company whose vision of what their next five to seven years look like financially is tied to this yes. series of properties. It was, this, you know what this reminds me of? So after, I, I'm going to talk politics for like 20 seconds here. After uh, election day, uh, Hillary Clinton gave a speech conceding officially and, you know, and so in her room, in the room were all of the supporters there and they're all teary and they're all, you know, sad and they're sad because she lost, whatever. But they're also sad because they have just seen millions of dollars of potential income get wiped out. Millions of dollars, I mean, like jobs in the administration, followed by jobs in the private sector, kind of trading off all this, followed by, stint, you know, tenures at the Clinton Foundation. They, there, was, there was millions, there were tens of millions of dollars of potential wealth wiped out in that room. And that is, on a, on a smaller scale, what has happened here. Because, you know, the idea would be to take Justice League and then you're going to have the Aquaman movie coming out, which is already done, right? That's already in the can. Is it? I, Ooh, I, oh I mean, boy. it's the James Wan movie. He's a, like, I'm pretty sure that's it's either already done or they're maybe they'll have reshoots or something. I don't know, but that's that's ready. They're they are trying to. They've been trying for years to get this Flash movie going. They keep losing directors, rewriting scripts. Uh, there, you know, as Richard Rushfield said, hell will freeze over before there's a cyborg movie. There will never be a cyborg movie. Cyborg is the worst character in this whole movie. <laughs> the who worst. Is the most actor, bland. Who is the actor who plays cyborg? Ray. Fisher? Oh, is that right? It. Is it, it's it's, it's either it. Ray Fisher or Ray Price. I can't remember because I actually used both in my review, which I wrote like at 11 p.m. the night before, or the night it came out. Ray Fisher Price. Ray, uh, because I was <laughs> literally uh, because no, this is what the this is what was happening. I'm like in my living room, surrounded by my daughter's toys, and I'm like Ray Fisher, and then like later I'm like Price. Wait, hold on. Anyway, Fisher Price. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, it's, Ray it's, it's 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 a disaster. It's a it's a real disaster, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it is fair to say that the only viable property that Warner Brothers slash DC has right now is Wonder Woman. Yes. Um, no, and- I really didn't. I'm I'm not just playing around. I think that the what they should do coming out of this is simply stop and reboot Oof. everything. Another reboot. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally, I would start over. Do you think you need to reboot even like a recast of a Batman and Superman too? You think all of it? Wow, the stink on this movie. It's. I mean, we can talk about. Okay, it. Do you want to do a big uh, who, review? Who of you? you? Which wanna... of you? You both saw it. I did both not. Saw it. Which of you wants to do the review? Do you want to do the review? You can do the review. Uh, no, you know, right. do we even need to do a review? Right. review? So can here's how it's going on. Right, here, here, in 30 seconds, Sunny. what's going on is... Uh, spoilers. As a, if we're listening yeah, this, to this if you're listening want to see this, it's spoiler come back, come back in like 20 minutes and we start talking about Thanksgiving. Um, I, I, I would say, so the 30-second the capsule review of this is um, 
aliens have started showing up. Weird parademon alien things have started showing up on Earth. And uh, Batman and Wonder Woman realize that this is going to be a problem. But they also realize that they cannot defeat this in their current state. So they have to recruit a team, which includes the Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, to fight the menace. But they also realize that this will still not be enough. So they need to bring Superman back to life, uh, which they do with one of the Mother Cubes. I don't know what the Mother hell. Mother Box. Mother Box, thank you. I, I mean, I literally don't even know what they're called, obviously. So uh, they what they do, uh, and th- the reason the Mother Boxes are in the mix is because Steppenwolf, who's played by Kieran Hines, apparently. And not the band. Not the metal band. Not the metal band. Uh, I was as surprised as you. Steppenwolf, who is, I guess, Darkseid's brother? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Some relation. He says for Dark Side. Some relation to. Because he's teasing the next yeah, of these right, right. stupid so, movies. Some relation to Thanos. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Dark Side. Uh, uh, is collecting the mother boxes so he can destroy the Earth for no reason. He just wants to conquer. That's what he does. He wants because to conquer. Because he was born to be wild. Exactly. Thank you, Gene. Uh, and uh, so they use the mother box to bring Superman back to life who comes back to life and then he fights the Justice League for like five minutes and then he goes away and then they're like, well, Superman went away. I guess we have to fight Steppenwolf on our own and then Superman shows up at the end. Now, the whole point of this, the whole point of this Superman coming back to life thing is there, there is a, there's a kernel of a nugget of a good idea in here somewhere, which is if you look at the DC films, they have all been about the ways in which Superman would upend the sense of place of humans in the universe, right? They are, they're basically uh, about how we, we our, our sense of self and sense of place would fundamentally shift. And if you take Superman away, if you just have him killed, you w- there would be another massive reaction. People would lose hope. There would be struggles in the streets, et cetera, et cetera. I can buy all this. And they like touch on this very briefly in the first five minutes or so of, of the movie. And then it, they just totally jettison it. And it turns out that what we actually need Superman for is to punch people really hard. That's like the that's what we need Superman for. Did I punch for. him hard, Lois? I need to punch him hard, and I need to punch him. Now, look, I, I think there's also a place for this. Because you know what gives people hope? People who punch really hard. That's why we all love Muhammad Ali. That's why we all love George Foreman. People who punch hard, they're great. But, 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 like you, they, they just totally get rid of this kind of whole philosophical, ideological idea of what Superman represents to turn him into a guy who needs to come back and punch real hard. Which, like, fine, fine. The, the, the the real problem with this movie is that it's totally incoherent. I have, I, I'm just going to lay this out. I have no idea what Aquaman's relationship to the Atlantean people is. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what Steppenwolf is really doing. Like, there there are scenes in the movie where Steppenwolf, like, beams down from, I guess, his ship. His boom tubes. He's Oh, those so those are, are boom, boom tubes. tubes. Where's, they is don't he, say that. Is he coming from are. Apocalypse, then? Some other dimension in there, but, but none of this is explained. Anyway, yeah, none he of just, this is explained. Just, so, out, but, but, but he like, so he'll, he'll like boom in and he'll grab one of the boxes and then he booms out. Right. He booms and grabs a box and booms out. Why does he have at to boom out? Of, because the, he's immortal and invincible. Right. Well, at, who could say? But, but he's not actually because he can get punched really hard. Right. Or by beaten by Superman. an army of the people meeting at Mortar in the, the way that they steal Lord the Lord of the Rings scene. Oh, the Ride of the Rohirrim? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, where in the first time 5,000 years ago when he was driven away by the Atlantean army the and the Amazonian the army. The Amazonians and the humans. The humans, the men. Joined the forces. world of men. God, this movie's so bad. It steals from... But anyway, it's so at terrible. the end of the movie, he boom tubes away again mm-hmm. to where? 
apocalypse. I don't theory, understand, but nobody understands because nobody knows nobody, where he's from. It doesn't, uh, and he's high science and has spaceships with. So why is he using boom tubes if he also has spaceships with warp drives? Yes. And, but, I mean, none, none of this no. makes any sense. None of this. All right, so I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, Cyborg is the worst character ever. He has no personality. The actor who plays him is very boring. His powers are lame. What are the powers? But also like super infinite. power. It, like he infinite. is literally infinite. He can like in the way that R two D two can make anything yeah. that you need to happen. Any technology. Fly. And he can like hack no. into things and, right. and oh, he's a cyborg. And like okay. he can also laser make laser eye. He he can make he can make jets fly faster, apparently. Yes. That's one of his magical tech powers. Yes. The whole thing was terrible. So this JVL. is JVL. Th- this is a serious question. I so I went back this morning while I was on the treadmill and I watched a little bit of Batman versus Superman, which I did not like, uh, and which I think we can fairly judge as a failure. I would argue it's kind of an interesting yes. failure. Yes, the theatrical cut. Yes, director's cut better. That said, it is a real movie. Yes, it has coherence within the musical score. It has locations. It is shot on location throughout. It looks like a million bucks. You can see every dollar on the screen. It goes to the trouble of, for instance, putting the three main, the four main characters in a room together in an interesting way when they get to the, the, the fundraiser yeah. at, at Luther's mansion in a way which uh, gives you information about them and moves the plot forward. I mean, it, it is a competently made piece of filmmaking and piece storytelling. Of storytelling. I don't buy everything that this happens in it, but it, yeah. This movie is so bad, I honestly couldn't say whether or not it is better than Suicide Squad as a piece of filmmaking and storytelling. Wow. And we can talk about why that is. It's. I think it is. I think it is. It's but very this is a real close. question. I mean, it's it, very th- close. This is the level of how I, bad this is. I do think it's. I think it's better because Suicide Squad wasn't just bad. It was bad in ways that could have been fixed in the editing room. Like it's repetitious. It's repetitious in ways that it shouldn't be. That you could like fix by just taking things out. This is not bad this like be that. Fixed. This this well, is unsalvageable. Well, it, it's unsalvageable with what we have on the screen. I don't know what they cut to make it under two hours because it was clearly like the goal of this movie was to make it short. And to the point, and just go from action released? beats to beat to beat. I, I'm on, and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be smartass. I look at a movie like this, for which a giant portion of Warner Brothers' future. I mean, Warner Brothers was being in the process of being bought by AT and T, right? I mean, it, 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 this is an enormously important movie from a corporate point of view. I can't believe that the people in charge there released it as it was. I mean, it, it is such a debacle. I don't know how you let something like this out well, in this form. I, my question Without was, stepping in and taking over the movie. Is is there a clear culprit for this failure, this massive failure? Is there one thing that stands Can out? Can you like, talk closer to yes. please? Yes. I don't want to touch you're, the thing. You're I'll leaning talk, far away from I, it. I don't, people, people can't hear what you're saying. I'm practically rubbing my lips against the you're styrofoam. Not at all. It's really scary. Um, are you... Just uh, pretend you're at the gym. Mm-hmm. Is there something that really stands out in terms of the yeah. failure? Yeah, like what there are. caused it. Uh, I mean, do you do you have a three minutes for me to launch into my? Yeah, got lots do of it. time. We got lots. Of I mean, time. The, the problem here is the script, and I mean, there are lots of other problems as well. 
you have a movie which is both underdeveloped and bloated at the same time, where the emotional foundation is too skinny, but yet there are all sorts of extraneous elements crammed into it. Why do we spend any time with Commissioner Gordon? There's no reason to do that. When we go down to Atlantis, we have a conversation between uh, between Aquaman and Amber Heard talking about a series of characters that we don't know, we have never met, we don't ever get to meet, and that have no bearing on any part of the story at all. Why is there a Russian family living by themselves in a shack outside of a nuclear uh, reactor? We don't need this Russian family. We don't need to see them there. Why do we have Ma Kent, Diane Lane, coming to New York? We don't need that. There's no reason for this. And this is everywhere the problem. Now, that's, that is sort of a, a, the big thematic thing that's going on. But there are then a couple other things. First of all, this movie commits over and over and over the sin of telling and not showing. Uh, let me give you the three big examples. Uh, the first is when we have Batman and his power set. You know, we're trying to emphasize that he is mortal, that he has no powers, he can easily be hurt. And this is one of the three big emotional beats of the movie. Uh, but then after he supposedly gets hurt, the next scene, he's moving around as if nothing has happened. And and so, again, we've we've been told something but not shown it, so it doesn't resonate with us. Uh, this happens again when Bruce is trying to build the team and he confronts uh, Diana Prince and says something mean about Steve Trevor. And everybody in that scene is pretending that they just had a DEFCON 1 level confrontation when in fact it was sort of more like a faux pas. He, he got punched. He got shoved. Right. He gets shoved, and he what he said wasn't especially mean. Or So we are being told that this is a real deal giant fight, mm-hmm. but we're not actually shown anything important. Yeah. And anyway, But this happens all the time, and these are the key emotional beats of the movie, and they fail at the script stage. And then I'll, another one of the things, again, script problem, is the rebirth of Superman. The central conflict of the movie comes around the question of whether or not they're going to bring him back with the side that is against it, arguing that these things never work the way you think they do. There's always a price to be paid. And this is a big, you know, what are we going to do? There's a price to be paid. We can't do it, but we have to do it. And so they go ahead and they bring him back and everything's fine. There's no, there's no payoff whatsoever well, to the central it, conflict it, of the movie, except for like the three minutes where Superman quite can't remember except where he is. Except for the three minutes of the movie, where and, and he, you know what? And this what drives me crazy about this is that Joss Whedon, who we are led to believe led this thing through the editing room, hmm. he knows about this. You know, I, so there was a season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in which Buffy was killed. Okay, and she went away for half the season. For half the season, she wasn't on the show. They bring her back, and when she is brought back, her friends who have uh, resurrected her are all patting themselves on the back because they believe they just saved her from an eternal torment and hell and blah, 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 blah. And in reality, it turns out that Buffy had died a peaceful death and was up in heaven with God and had been ripped out of it. And she comes back, and she is depressed and freaked out because she hates being back in the world, but she feels like she can't tell her friends who went to all the trouble of resurrecting them, her, why did you do this to me? You've made a tremendous mistake, which creates all sorts of both internal and external conflict. There are real prices to be paid. You are cheating death, but you're not cheating death in a narrative way. Here, it's just nothing. No. Nothing. And so there are plenty of little things that we can talk about, like, for instance, the way the film looks on the screen Whatever you want to say about Man of Steel, which I kind of liked, and Batman versus Superman, which I didn't like, but whatever. Uh, those movies you can see every dollar. Yeah. 
this movie looks like ass. Like the the scenes the scenes where they're in Russia and the the like giant tendrils are coming out of the ground look like something look literally like something from early aughts <laughs> CGI heavy movies. I mean, I, I like I it looks like it was put together on a 2004 MacBook Pro. The first uh, the first shot we see of Wonder Woman in this movie. So the entry point the entry point for clearly the most economically viable character in this in this picture. She is standing on the arm of a golden justice statue. We come up uh, in front of her with it and the green screen work is so disturbingly bad Eesh. that again I just looked at that and I thought how did the studio head not say stop go throw another $100,000 at that scene make yeah. this look right. Right. Uh, Everything in it, looks everything cheap, and everything low, looks, and everything looks bad. Uh, everything. Every, how does this happen? I, 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 I the, Suicide Squad doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look great, but at least there are. But at least there are scenes on the ground yeah. in a recognizably grounded, yeah. real world. No, no, I, Squad. Is it because of a sizable chunk of the budget goes to salary. Is that where that went? Not into but set? on a movie like this, no. budget, money was no object, yeah. right? I mean, they, I mean, they spent three hundred million dollars. Yeah, and I don't know on what. Uh, I, I would. I, I do wonder if they just ran out of time with reshoots. I Could mean, if, be. they, if they were doing reshoots two months ago. Can I, can I something emblematic about? It. I hate to harp on score, but one of the things that I like the score's a terrible. Lot the score about both Man of Steel yeah. and Batman yeah. versus Superman is, is the score. Is it Here, somebody we know? Yes. The moment when Superman comes back, did you catch this, Sonny? The the Christopher Reeves. They throw in Tone? one that, uh, measure uh, of John Williams. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. One measure. Here's the moment which should be the key emotional turning point of your movie. And you are so cheap and unimaginative <coughs> that yeah, all yeah. you can think to do is reach back and yeah. throw in four notes Self, of nostalgia. It's self-defeating. It's self-defeating oh, self because it's it's not just the it's not just that they're cheap and Danny Elfman who recycles his own oh, Batman it's Danny theme at a point uh, in Damn. in the movie. It's it's not just that Danny Elfman's a hack who has no original ideas, though he is that. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, what about the Simpsons. Yeah, thirty. That was thirty years ago. The I mean the the Sam Raimi Spider Man is the last good score he did, and it and that is basically just a riff on the Batman score from fifteen years before that. Mm -hmm. The no the, the 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 if you if you listen to the score, it is totally unmemorable except from when it's stealing from pre DCEU DC films. Yes. Uh, when it's taking the John Williams score, when it's taking the the Batman score, we, we they there is there is he borrows from Man of Steel, which is good, and that's like the one moment right, in the that. score that I was like, oh yeah, I like that. That's good, and it like connects to the rest of this universe Briefly that they borrows created. from Wonder Woman's theme. I mean, it just I everything about everything about this is unmemorable to bad. I mean, I really I I, I think we there we have not really focused enough on the awfulness of the scene in Atlantis. <laughs> where 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 Jason Momoa, who I actually like as Aquaman, I like his Aqua Bro kind of like fratty. What's like, up, dude? The ride's yeah. not over. Hey, what, what's his accent? Dressed like a bat. I dig it. I mean, like whatever. <laughs> I like I like get it. It's at least a thing. It's like yeah, a, it's no, like it's a, an idea. It's like a it's an idea. It's a coherent uh, a formulation of the character, even if it's not one that we're familiar with, and even if you don't really like it, it's at least a thing. And 
and he goes down to Atlantis and he talks to literally Amber Heard. I have no idea what that character's name is. Just talks to Amber <laughs> Heard and he's like, oh, you're here. Where's the queen? Oh, wait, she's dead? I think, and then and then it's she like wasn't they're, nice they're to talking. Me. They're talking about characters that literally never appear in the movie and make no sense. And you, this movie, they, it, maybe it would have made more sense if Aquaman the movie had come out before this film, like they should have done, like they should have done. I'm sorry, but you're introducing three brand new characters, and that's two brand new characters too many. Save Aquaman for his own movie. Save Aquaman for a movie where action actually takes place under the water. He's f- he's basically a dumbed down, powered down version of Wonder Woman fighting in a in a Russian wasteland above ground. It's so dumb. It's really I, they're not going to use that in the commercial study. It's so dumb, Sunny Bunch. It's so <laughs> dumb. So, do you know what the cinema score was on this? Because I'm B+. curious as to what our. So at my screening late last night, I saw something I have never seen in my life, which is the gentleman in the row in front of me. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of the way through the movie, took a phone call. <laughs> just, just took a phone call there. Just no, right like there. just like his phone rang. He held it up. I'm sitting watching him, looking down. He sees that it's like you know JJ two seven or something. He, I'm like like thinking, he's trying to send it to voicemail. He opens it up, starts talking on the phone, and nobody minded, including me. Wow. Yeah. That tells you something. I mean, he wasn't loud and obnoxious or anything. He actually did it as res- in the most respectful way that one can take a phone call, which is clearly, by the way, non-urgent. Fr- he was not a doctor. Yeah, he was yeah. not asking, you know, yeah, what right. condition is she in? I'll be there, stat. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, nobody cared. Yeah. And I saw people, because we were sitting pretty far back in the IMAX theater, I saw people texting all throughout the movie, and nobody, nobody gave a crap at that all. Right. And you know why? I didn't either. Yeah. This is the That's movie could barely yeah. hold my Ugh. attention, and I'm pretty sympathetic that it's hard to make. It's hard to make a good blockbuster movie because if it was easy, everybody would do it all the time. Even so, to fail at every level like this mm-hmm. is is also hard. I mean, th- this is like going oh and sixteen in the NFL. Uh, I did like the Flash, and people in my audience seem to like the Flash. The one good scene, the one good scene is the fight scene where Superman comes back. And he track he starts because Start we've tracking been, his eyes because yes. we we have been used to the Flash just running yes. circles around people yes. and when he can't do that and kind of like stumbles over his own feet that's a good moment Exce- that was it's a great moment except for the fact that it gives rise to a misconception of Superman's powers and my misconception because it's a narrative problem if Superman is as fast as the Flash or is functionally as fast as the Flash then you don't need the Flash in order to make sense yeah. and to keep everybody's interest in the conflict, super, everybody has well, to be special in some way, well, and so the yeah, Flash right. has to be faster. Yes, yeah, right. No, well, that's true, but also it just gets back to the point that Superman is totally overpowered. Yeah. He's like, he's. it's like, it's like if you wanted to, I, I don't even know what the proper Street Fighter analogy is, but it's like having a Street Fighter uh, where you have Ken and, uh, uh, I don't know, Vega and uh, John Keefe. And Zangief all rolled into one, like as fast as one, as agile as the other, as strong as the third. You know, it, like it's 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 it it and, it and it totally plays contrary to. I mean, I guess, I mean, I I just don't know how they make another movie with Superman. Who would be a who 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 could possibly oppose him? It is the 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 the. the ease with which he dispatches Steppenwolf in about fifteen seconds without Steppenwolf able to lay a glove on him. 
does suggest okay well we're, so what do you do how do you make anything yeah. interesting and they so they haven't figured out and the worst part is they don't even tease back, yeah. a dark side movie after this they tease an injustice league movie it's like you're gonna okay you're gonna throw uh what's it, who's the guy with the mask they did. I didn't stay for that. I, oh yeah, I, there was. Wow, a, there you, was a, you skipped no the stingers. Who is, who's the who's the uh, Teen Titans villain? Who's the um, Deathstroke? Deathstroke. So they tease Deathstroke. Deathstroke breaks Lex Luthor out of jail. Oh. And they go to a, one of Lex's yachts, and and he's like, they formed a league of justice. What? <laughs> Maybe we need a league of our own. And Luthor in this. So Luther, is Luther gonna call it Luth- injustice. Luther and Luther's gonna Luther, because we're gonna so wedded to the Congress. He's gonna start not seeing himself as the hero. Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. How are they going to go up against Superman? I mean, literally, it I, doesn't I make a, any sense. I have a question. Is that Mark Zuckerberg you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Good. Uh, I, I, That's right. This I, is a bad movie. Good. I'm glad I skipped it. I 30, did, Thirty minutes 30 later, minutes, <laughs> I did a I did a Marvel weekend with my son. Actually, we went to see Thor Ragnarok. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Did Gene go with you? Nobody cares about Marvel. Marvel's garbage. <laughs> DC is the best. I still think DC is the best. <laughs> and then and then on you Saturday, sure Gene didn't go with no, you. No, I thought about it, but no, I, I mean he thought about it, but he was busy, otherwise uh, preoccupied. Uh, and then on Saturday, I actually and. Michael really loved Thor Ragnarok. He thought it was funny. Yeah. He Did he like the Hulk dick joke? He was like, well, what's going on there? But uh, what he loved was uh, the, the ships chasing after each other. And, of course, you know, they mentioned that Jeff Goldblum's ship is an orgy ship. And I'm not about to explain what orgy is. But then they press a button and these fireworks go off and it says it's like the song about happy birthday. He thought that was the funniest thing. Um, and he liked it. And then he was the one who actually pointed out to me watching the Stingers about uh, Thanos's uh, ship, and I didn't get that at all. He says that's the ship from Guardians of the Galaxy. And I said, "Oh, okay, I didn't know that." And then, uh, and then we saw Age of Ultron uh, just to catch up because they were free uh, on TV. And how did he like the, the forced sterilization stuff in that? Oh, he didn't know what was happening. A little, a little bit, kids, he, a little actually. bit much. I tried to explain that she can't have babies because they took out the uterus. You know where the baby is. Does he know? How yeah. babies kind are made and where claims, they come from? He claims, but I think he might have just erased it that one time I told him. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we saw Winter Soldier. Well, you've told him. You've given him the whole. He dem- thank you for that. Where's Facebook thing? Live when you need it? He demanded. He's nine. Yes, he demanded to know, and I told him once, and then he was like, oh, "Do you know what you do when your okay. child demands to know something? Talk about something else." You say, "Hey, I think baseball's on." You just lie. Yeah. You just this is why so people. Think I've lied before, ring. but anyway, I said okay. Anyway. Uh, and then you see a big uh, bird, and then and then Winter Soldier goes to the cabbage patch um, with th- Michael. Winter Soldier, yeah, we saw it the whole weekend. Well, but these are remember this is on demand, so it's like TBS, Winter Soldier, and Fox. Uh, oh, FX. okay. You know, they, okay, they, so these so are edited out. Edited out. They're not so, on Netflix. Winter Soldier's no. Great. I mean, so it's like, oh, it's great. It's on demand, and then it'll you, know, be you can like buy TV them on Amazon. So you can see them anytime mm-hmm. you want. It's like mm-hmm. it's like twelve dollars. I don't want to break the, whole the bank thing. for the doctor's gift. I had no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what we were missing though, because this was the TBS version or the the uh, FX. Winter Soldier is really good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, so we both like. I got the sense he did not. You, uh, no, no, no. I, I like. I Winter like Soldier? it, but I've never had any desire to watch it again. No. I, I liked it the one I time I saw it. it. I, I was like, oh, I, you know what? I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Pays off. Never Robert ever. Redford's great. He is great. Um, I um. Uh, any, anyway, so so I got the sense that he did not like all the Age of Ultron so much, but he tried to force himself to say that. I'm it was sure. Okay. Th- I'm sure that is the least interesting to him. 
Thor Ragnarok, his favorite of the three. Yes, I would assume. Yes, Thor Ragnarok and probably Winter Soldier, and then Age of Ultron. See, I think Winter Soldier would be a little slow for a nine-year-old, actually, because there's a whole portion oh, of yeah, that yeah. where like it devolves into thing. road movie, right? With Cap, and he kind of liked that, but again, he liked Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. There's not much going on there. The reason why I was going to say I didn't really have no desire to see Justice League is because it just everything looks so busy. Everything is so insanely busy. But you know who else is busy? HelloFresh customers, that's who. And HelloFresh loves that they wear their busyness as a badge of honor. While the holiday season can creep toward chaos, there's a festive hustle and bustle you should take time to enjoy. In that spirit, HelloFresh says, go ahead, embrace the hustle and bustle. They'll be there to calm the chaos in the meantime. HelloFresh does the shopping, planning, and delivery. So all you have to do is hustle, bustle, and enjoy. Finally, you can enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night, or worry about gathering ingredients week after week. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. You won't spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take around 30 minutes. All the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. Feel confident when cooking HelloFresh with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. They offer three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. HelloFresh is delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging. It's less, all less for, uh, it's all for less than ten dollars per meal. I had the Thai spiced pork meatballs, the adobo loco steak, and the Carolina barbecue chicken. Again, I thought the quality of meats and veggies were very high. It's just the right amount of spice, and I do appreciate that the recipes were outlined on pictures because I sometimes need need that when I'm reading instructions to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Um, and it's great that they measure everything ahead of time. HelloFresh has a special offer to listeners of the Substandard Podcast. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code SUBSTANDARD30. One more time, to try HelloFresh and get $30 off your first week, go to HelloFresh.com and use promo code SUBSTANDARD30 at checkout. And as you all know, this is Thanksgiving week. I think lots of people are probably listening to this as they're heading up for their holidays. And Sonny, well, JVL, you had an idea for this, and Sonny came out and created it. What's happening? Did you guys see my Instagram? I, I don't, I'm not <laughs> on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. No, never mind then. I'm not a child. <clears throat> uh, what are we? Oh, yeah, we're doing the- Okay, uh, yeah, so, Sonny, what's happening? Uh, JVL demanded that we do a bracket for Thanksgiving foods, and then he whined about having to do the work for it. So I stepped no, no. up. No, no, this is not at all what I happened. I stepped up. I and volunteered I, to do it, and, and I, then you and started. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing." So we have we have here a bracket. Everyone, we got a bracket. We'll put a picture of this on the Substandard Facebook page and the Substandard Twitter feeds. Mm. Do you have a pen so you can fill it out as we but, go? Uh, I do. It's in my bag. But anyway, so we're we're going to name go. your regions. No, I, di- I didn't name any of the regions, but there is a dessert region. That's So you named one of the regions. I named one of the regions. You named 25% of the regions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is why I should have done this. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to the other regions. It's just <sighs> okay. I just seeded things. I just seeded them. Yeah. So you it's could like name in, them. Well, it's like, like the, the appetizer region. It's like in the NCAA, but they're not all appetizers. They're not there's only one region that is themed. It's the the dessert region. Well, maybe you should have taken this seriously the way I would have done and actually seeded the things so that Yeah, but your your list would have had shit like tofurkey on it. So nobody mm-hmm. wants that. Everybody wants it. Oh All right. Gosh, First up, I'm just going to go down the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, we're going to sure. vote. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to yeah, vote. Yeah, but based on the three of us. So based on the three yeah, of us, yeah. there can be no ties. No it's ties. Be no ties. Impossible. First up is turkey versus cranberry sauce. Turkey. Cranberries. 
Turkey, obviously. Okay. Turkey wins. Well, I'm sorry. Cranberries are the single best thing about Thanksgiving. The entire <laughs> you the disagree. Entire point of Gone. Everything. Goodbye. The point of it was everything. It, it was here. it was the number four seed in this, uh, <laughs> and also the number sixteen seed overall. Just FYI. <laughs> Uh, all right, number. This num- is like the eventual. This is like <laughs> next up. Princeton beating Georgetown. Dude. Next up. Next up. Don't gravy. Bring up. Don't bring that up. Gravy versus yams. Gravy. Gravy. Pass. They're both disgusting. Who would eat either of those things? You can't See? pass. There's turkey no pass. Turkey and gravy. I no, pass. A Thanksgiving without turkey gravy. That would have been Jonathan's bracket. That well, we're, been we're the next round is going to be very hard then because it's all right. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, stuffing. Versus rolls, like bread stuffing. rolls. Stuffing. 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 Stuffing, yeah. uh, okay. stuffing is so strong. This is a very important matchup. It's the corn matchup. <laughs> Excuse corn, me? Oh. Corn, mm-hmm. comma, creamed versus corn, comma, kernel. I've only had the kernel in my Thanksgiving dinners, but if there was creamed, I would have taken the creamed. So I choose creamed. cream. If yeah, this creamed. is talking about the ideal for me. I would choose creamed. I vote. I vote corn kernels. I Classic kernel. seven eight matchup could go either way. <laughs> Give me the cream. Cream, cream it is. Creamed oh. wins. Eight nine. Eight nine. Matchup. Oh eight, eight nine. nine. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, okay. mashed potatoes mm-hmm. versus potatoes au gratin. You know, everyone's down on mashed. I like I like potatoes au gratin, but for Thanksgiving, I, I gotta right. be mashed. Well, we have to remember this, this is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not my personal fantasy. Okay, so mashed depends on. See, now hold on with the gravy from the hold other on. side of the bracket. Hold on, are we talking about somebody who, like my lovely bride, who does mashed potatoes in a really serious and, and good way? Or are we talking the 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 flakes no, no, that no, you no, pour no, out no, of in the most instant. ideal. No, we're, talking, the most we're talking about the, right. the best version yeah, of the best thing. version of best version potatoes. of both versus the best version of au gratin. I like au gratin a so lot. I could, this is a very tough choice. I'm, I'm going to lean au gratin, but I, I won't be upset if you go mashed. You go so. au gratin. I have to go mashed. I have okay. to go mashed because, again, this, it. Is, this is Thanksgiving. a Thanksgiving. I respect it. I've never had the au gratin on Thanksgiving. If we're talking about like a trip to Morton's, Maybe. Oh, Groton. Palms. Groton. The palm. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, but, but if we're if we're talking yeah. about at home, mm-hmm. also mashed potatoes easier to get right than potatoes au gratin at home. Yeah. This is yeah. like a thing to consider. But we're going to make the mashed potatoes. Right. I, 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 agree, I, agree, I agree that I'll we're talking about like the best. If we're going back to like, hey, what you can possibly best. get at home, then I would make it unanimous with mashed. Okay. All right, mashed. Here we go. This is so exciting. Uh, next up, green bean casserole versus Brussels sprouts. I know what you want. I'll give this that is, to you. Th- you know, the I'll committee, give you the gre- yes. the committee here putting their. Th- this is like you know. Oh, Duke's Duke's going to the southeast region. They created no, it. No, 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 no. I'm finished once the again. Season. It's a walk for Duke. This is, Seventeen and sixteen. This but is they the, get a number one seed and they play their first four games in Raleigh. They, yes, it's, that's an away game, JVL for Duke. No. They get to play all the way far away in Raleigh. Uh, 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 string bean casserole. That's fine. Green bean casserole. Green bean what casserole. do you What do you got there? We got there. Just put your stupid green. Beans <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not going to get out of the next round. But okay, all right. Because Brussels right. sprouts mm-hmm. are disgusting. Here's do you know, know that this is a thing now? Say, no, but people are all like, no, no. Now, everybody like, loves Brussels sprouts. Right, so that's sprouts. a big so thing. When, when I was growing, up, I've always loved Brussels sprouts. When, when I was growing up, we would have Brussels sprouts, but they would be like boiled, boiled Brussels sprouts. They were literal trash. I would rather, I would rather go to bed hungry. Balls in your mouth. I would rather go to bed hungry. Sorry, balls of balls of vegetables. I meant balls of balls of vegetables. But but juggling. 
would say that the new generation of Brussels sprouts, the ones that are kind of new jack, over, fried, fri- they're over, oh, they're yeah. over open flame. Yeah, you get some bacon in Oftentimes, there. Oftentimes, though, people are because it's out everywhere. A lot of people are are uh, overdoing it. Yeah, like they're overcooking it. Right, 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 and they get soggy. Yeah, you need it. You want it? You want it? I get it right. So, okay, but but a, a well done Brussels sprout is like a is is not terrible. Okay, now we're right, now we're, the now we're in the, the the dessert regional. Really, it's the pie regional, mm, the Midwest. Now remember, we're talking about Thanksgiving specifically. We're talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. First matchup: pumpkin pie versus sweet potato pie. Pumpkin. Jeez, that is gonna need you to talk into the mic. Here. I uh, those are the two kings of the pies. No. Sweet potato had their chance on the other side of the bracket under yams. It's true. You can't pumpkin. have yams. pumpkin. Yeah. I go pumpkin. I also go pumpkin. Okay. But I love a good sweet potato pie. Here's yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised that you go with uh sweet potato over th- in the next round we have pecan pie mm-hmm. versus apple pie. I would say pecan, pecan pie, pie is a more pecan, uh, pecan I love pie. pecan love pie. It. Pecan See, I go apple. But I I understand this, I understand oh, pecan yeah. pie. Pe- for, apple's good. Apple's very for for the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pecan pie. Mm-hmm. I can live with this. Unless 100%. it's Lauren McCormick's apple pie, which is very good. Does she do a good apple pie? Amazing crust. Okay, it's a lot of lard. All right, now we're going back. We're going back. All right, turkey versus gravy. <laughs> that's a, that's an insane matchup. It's it's it's, it's like non sequitur, but it's okay. the Gonzaga I, I, versus yes, you know. I guess I guess the answer is turkey. I guess I guess the answer is turkey. I, I like the turkey with the gravy. It makes no sense. <laughs> turkey, turkey, gotta go turkey. Disgusting. See, I went. I I I I separated gravy out because gravy goes on so many uh-huh. things. It's like uh-huh. a side unto itself. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Now we have stuffing uh, versus creamed corn. Stuffing. Uh, stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah. But with stuffing, it's stovetop, right? Two, yeah. French stuffing, yeah, mine. Uh, no. No, so, sorry. Stovetop. French stuffing. Stovetop's My the best. My mom's is the stove best. Top. Sorry. Right? You haven't had mine. Are you you're with me, Sonny? Yes, stove I know we have. Yes, we've, had, we've had this disagreement last yeah. year. Yeah, you have trash. French stuffing. Trash stuffing. chestnuts, ground pork, celery. <sighs> it's amazing. Look it up on the internet. Okay, we have mashed it's potatoes. French. Mashed potatoes versus green bean casserole. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Suck it, Sonny. Oh, green bean casserole <laughs> pulls out. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not Florida. Bar. All right, mash, mashed potatoes. Okay. Whatever. Boy, got a lot of number one seeds winning so far. Let's see how it happens here. Oh, chalk. In pumpkin versus pecan. Love them both. Pumpkin. Pecan. Oh, I get to tiebreak. Yeah, you do. But I'm. <sighs> I'm not heartbroken if pumpkin. I gotta go with pumpkin here. Yeah, I know it's the tradition. I gotta it's go with pumpkin here. Fine. It's, I mean, I with like a I'm nice having dollop it with a, of ice of cream cool whip on top. I'm, I'm having vanilla with, ice cream. See, I go with cool whip, whip, the cool whip. Our uh, our friend Jay Nordlinger actually likes cheesecake with vanilla ice cream, and I remember John Pod saying to him, "You sick f." <laughs> Wait, cheesecake with ice cream? ice cream? Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. Anyway, that's like six thousand calories. Yeah, that's a in lot. A, a lot of goodness. Okay. Uh, all right, final oh, four. Final We're in the four. final four. So the final We're in the final four. four. So the final four. On side. It's all the number one seeds: oh, turkey and stuffing and, and mashed potatoes and pumpkin. Mm-hmm. There's no pie. George. Ma- There's no George Mason or VCU in this. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Turkey versus stuffing. <laughs> stuffing. I'm gonna say stuffing. 
Whoa! Big upset. 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 Duke is done. Duke I have is to done. go. The, I have to Duke go. Duke of the tournament. I gotta go turkey because I mean turkey is the center of the meal. This is the thing that you're eating for your sustenance. Everything else is just is dribs and drabs on the side. If I had these turkey. four things on my plate in front of me, turkey is the one I wouldn't eat. Wow. Well, that's because you're a psychopath. Uh, oh, I hope there's meat. Have in the I stuffing. mentioned how much I hate dogs? Hi, Jonah. <laughs> Uh, okay. okay. On the other side. On the other side, we have mashed potatoes versus pumpkin pie. This is a tough one, I think. I think this is a real tough one. Sonny, you first. <sighs> For talking about things to eat at the Thanksgiving meal, I have to go mashed potatoes. I could live without pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie a lot. But, like, without mashed potatoes, what's you even the point? mashed potatoes with gravy, ideally. I I was kind of thinking about pumpkin pie, but since you mash, said mashed potatoes, not that this is clustering or any way, because I don't judge like that, don't as say you it. know. I don't, don't judge like this. Let me make my case first. Go pumpkin ahead, JVL. Pie. Because pumpkin pie is a meal in itself. It is. It is. If it is all you itself. have is a plate full of mashed potatoes, what do you actually have? Nothing. There's no real you got the potatoes. mashed potatoes. They've got to be supported by other role players. You've got to have some gravy. You've got to have some cranberries. You Ideally, you'd like to have a little bit of turkey to mix in there, right? You can't, you can't just eat pumpkin it pie. Is, it is. Yeah, you can. You can just eat pie. That's pie crazy. can be its whole own thing That's in crazy. this. Whereas mashed potatoes, as great as they are, they're a role player supporting cast. I'm going to say. What do you think? Mashed potatoes. Ah! <laughs> that was a good argument to make, but I grew up at a house where mashed potatoes was had maybe twice a year. So I loved mashed potatoes. Yeah. I, still, I, still well, I never have it. I never really? have This is yeah. the thing. As I, like, I get it like once a year. I was, I was a rice house. Uh, all right. Not to get and racial. the final matchup. Why is that, Vic? I don't know why. The final grain matchup yes. here is stuffing. Shockingly, stuffing. Versus mashed potatoes. Okay, We're basically going for the king of the sides. Hold up. Hold up. I say we close the show out now, uh-huh. and we do the reveal of our winner on Facebook Live <laughs> 10 minutes from now. No. No. <laughs> Sade. Wrong. Answer <laughs> like is. Incorrect. Go ahead. Like we do it like, yeah, we do it like with the, the Dark Tower. We're multi-platform. I actually don't know no, what's no, happening no. right now. Go ahead. JVL, you have to vote first. Mashed potatoes versus stuffing. Mashed potatoes versus oh, stuffing. Stuffing has walnuts in it. Stuffing has cranberries in it. Mashed potatoes, when they're good, are really whipped. There's got to be meat in the stuffing. So there is some uh, some element of, I guess, some sour cream, lots of butter. Boy, you want a lot of sour butter in those. Is I good. love Sour butter. cream is not a cream You cheese. might even have chives on top yeah. of them. Uh-huh. You chives. might even have some bacon bits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not real bacon, but mm-hmm. bacon bits. Well, but this is, th- you're talking more like a baked potato right now. <laughs> no, you can put them Than in here. mashed potatoes. All these things put together. If I can only have one on my plate. Only one. Only one. Stuffing. 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 Three stuffings. Ladies and gentlemen. Stuffing has is. won the first annual stuffing. inaugural substandard King of the substandard. Thanksgiving And the winner is Kansas. Stuffing. All right. Uh, drive safe, everybody. Stuffing. Wait. Hold on. We, I, I, as we were sitting here working, I came up with a consolation bracket for dessert drinks. Because you've, you've had all this food. You want to sit at your table. Yes. You want to have a nice little drink while yes, you're watching the football. I agree. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. People are going to like this. This is nine hour. People want this. This is the commute okay. episode. All right. Sherry versus Port. Go, Vic. Port. 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 I also say port. All right. Port versus bourbon versus scotch. Uh, bourbon. Ooh, bourbon. Bourbon. 
It's Thanksgiving. I couldn't tell the two apart. Let's be American here. I vote bourbon. Mm-hmm. Right, bourbon. So it's port versus bourbon. I know what the answer is for you. Port. Bourbon. You say port. Port. Love port. I'll say bourbon. Bourbon. I can see you going bourbon. I could see Sunday like seven hours in, multiple bourbons. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I might be making some Manhattans on Thursday. I think that's Good. what I'm going to do. Okay. That's great. All right. Good show, guys. Let's transition. Speaking of bourbon, spirit of the week is uh, Tin Cup American Whiskey right out of Colorado, courtesy of our uh, good friend, uh, Captain Bill Dwyer. And uh, moving right along to corrections editions, I've got a bunch. I can read them. I don't. I, yeah, do we have I, time we should. for this? Yeah, really honestly. quick. Oh, believe me, at this point, makes no difference. Uh, Rat Race is not a remake of Cannonball Run. It's a remake of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and it's a cult classic in the Warren House. Wayne Knight, John Lovitz, Kathy Najimy, Amy Smart, Rowan Atkinson co-starring, says listener Mike Warren. Who cares? Amy Smart. Okay, uh, the movie that Sean Connery says he most enjoyed doing was The Wind and the Lion from 1975. But this is obviously when PJ met him before he'd had his rebirth in Untouchables. Otherwise, the answer would have been Entrapment. Just kidding. Um, okay, Sonny, you're right. It's Sidney Lumet. No, I said Lumet. Oh. No, I said Lumet. You said, said Lumet. Lumet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's Sidney Lumet. Um, the broad champagne glass, Justin Salter reminds us, are called coupes. And finally, a special shout-out to listener Joe Fiorelli, listening to us during his Thanksgiving drive with his girlfriend, Faith. Joe, thanks for listening. Don't be a gagoots. Maybe you'll get to give her the gagoots. Oh, sorry. That's, I thought this was the Opie and Anthony show. Wow. This not Opie and Anthony. Going blue. Sorry, I thought that Can't believe you didn't do your radio voice. Oh, for, well, it's for the long-distance dedication. Long-distance dedication to Joe Fiorelli. Uh, that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victoria Mattis at Sunny Bunch. At JV Last. No, uh, but happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. <laughs> You know what I would like? A million dollars. I would like it if our listeners tweeted at us pictures of the exterior of their favorite rest stops as they do their Thanksgiving commute. <laughs> not the interior, not bad, but I mean like a picture of Molly Pritchard with the, with the, the, the name of the rest stop right. on it. Vic? Clara Barton. Is Clara Barton still your favorite? No, I try to hold it until Delaware. Let's get out of the state if I'm heading south. Oh, southbound. Southbound. The the new Delaware house is really- Northbound, James Fenner. They've got a Baja Fresh. Oh, really? Northbound, I'll say James Fenner Cooper. Uh, The first one is, I forget what the first one is, or Nathaniel Hawthorne. It's one of those, I think. Um, I try to skip the first one in the first in the state because everyone goes to the first one in the state. So do you after do you use the turnpike or rest turnpike. stops turnpike. or do you use the parkway rest stops? Oh, I wish the parkway. I'd go to Cheese Quick. Cheese Quick, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, we're we're coming up from. Uh, so when do you leave? You you say that this is too late. I said six a.m. Wednesday morning. Way too late. I can't believe so many people will have their shit together at 6 a.m. Most of there might be traffic volume, I've done this but everybody of times. at 6 a.m. I think they're all heading 6 a.m. Really, you've got to be on the road by five. If you're on the road by five, you'll be fine. If but you he's wait, also, until he's, he's also, also down in further south. Further south. I'm talking from. I'm getting right on the Beltway at 6 a.m. Don't do it, Sonny. When, when and where are you? We on? will see. Are uh, you staying around? I'm staying in in town, so yeah. I don't have to travel like sure an animal. I'm sure it's fine.